0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Very excited. We have Matt Britton on the call today on the Zoom as a guest. Thank you so much for being here. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Very excited. We got connected through YPO, which for audiences who are not familiar, it's the young president's organization that I've been a part of for a couple of years. And usually I, I always like to ask our guests, the first question is: uh, Tell us a little bit about your background. So, how did you end up, end up here to where you are now?
1: <laughs> sure. Well, I started off my career when I was still in college as a nightclub promoter. That was kind of my first taste of business, handing out flyers and trying to get other college students to attend parties. And I was just instantly attracted to the idea of being able to influence other people's actions. I built a little bit of a nightclub empire in Boston when I was in college, and then when I graduated. I started a business to help local businesses target college students, because I had been successful at doing it for my own events. At first they started sponsoring my events, putting up banners at my parties and their logo on my flyers. And then they asked me to do some things custom for them, whether it was having a team hand out flyers to them or design signage or things of that nature. So I started kind of a local advertising agency. I was fortuitous in that the time of me graduating college was right when the internet boom was, create it. And I instantly, you know, had the idea of, well, maybe I should start target bigger companies. Maybe I should go after these large internet companies who are so well funded. And I was successful in doing that. And I started to win some of the early internet pioneers as clients to basically do the same thing on a national basis. So I worked with companies like eBay and Yahoo and Lycos and some of the early internet pioneers and helping them target college students and had built a system of college student reps across the country representing them, and then the dot-com bubble burst. And I found myself stuck with a lot of debt. My dad had lent me money against receivables. A lot of my clients were venture-funded companies that never got funded or never got paid themselves, and I found myself in a little bit of a sticky situation. Thankfully, found a company in New York to buy my company, but in reality, it was really just to assume my debt so I could pay my debt back and give me a job and move to New York. Although a lot of people thought I had sold my company, I really didn't, the timing wasn't right, but I learned so much. I mean, it really prepared me for what I would do next a couple of years later, which was to start a business called Mr. Youth, which would one day become MRY, which I grew from my apartment in the Upper West Side to about 500 employees. And, and big thing about Mr. Youth was, started off targeting young people, but ended up being one of the world's first social media marketing agencies. So helping big brands like Visa and Microsoft leverage social media to reach not just young consumers, but all consumers. So that, those were the early foundations of my career until today, where I'm running a, a consumer research software platform called Suzy, which is really something that I pivoted from my original agency, which I had sold.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say what you're doing now sounds like not the agency that you used to have, Correct. But what is Mr. Youth all about?
1: Well, so Mr. Youth was the agency and it was acquired. Oh, it was. So, so that, okay. Yeah, so, that, so Mr. Youth became MRY, and it was acquired back in 2014. By the Bootless Group, which is a multinational advertising holding company. I worked there for a couple of years. And then before I'd sold the agency, I'd actually incubated software within the agency, originally called CrowdTap, and I'd spun it out. So when the agency was acquired, that business wasn't part of that acquisition. I put in a different CEO, I'd sat on the board. And when my earnout ended from the company that bought my agency, I was asked to rejoin as CEO of that software company. It was called CrowdTap. I ended up rebranding it and as Suzy, and Suzy launched in 2018, and today I'm the CEO of Suzy. So it's a long story. I think the lesson there is like Suzy, which I'm running today in 2023, actually has heritage to an ad agency I started in 2002 because I built that ad agency. I had incubated a software company within it, spun it out, sold the ad agency, and then came back. And so if I. A lot of people are, I think, trying to make a quick buck and turn things around, but this is something that, again, the cap table has has people in it that have been involved with my company for over 20 years.
0: Right, so tell us more about Suzy.
1: So Suzy is a software platform that helps major enterprises conduct consumer research on demand. It's a two, it's two-sided platform. We have a consumer network of over a million consumers that are on a gamified application called CrowdTap, which was the original name of the company. And those consumers are able to earn rewards by answering questions on behalf of brands. What sits on top of this network is enterprise software called Suzy. And Suzy is licensed by major companies like Microsoft and Procter and Gamble and Google to essentially tap that network to engage in on-demand consumer research, test everything from ads to packaging, to offers to website design on demand, basically making market research much more efficient and accessible to people at large companies.
0: Mm -hmm. So the problem that you're looking to solve is just, you know, new potential new products that are being launched or even new ads that are being launched. And so what is the, what's the market going to say about them? And are they successful or not without trying to test them out live, right?
1: Well, market research is a huge industry. It's an $80 billion industry globally. So there's a huge market there. We're just trying to create a better solution than how market research is traditionally done. We're trying to disintermediate the service offerings, the agencies which are slow and inefficient with technology to make right. it you know more cost efficient and and more dynamic to allow companies to essentially achieve the same thing better
0: right actually that would be i think something that I would love to hear about is like what has been the traditional method for market research as you mentioned How is it different that what you're doing now yeah
1: well, I mean before the internet, people would basically pick up the phone and call people and ask them to, to, to speak surveys to them you might remember focus groups at malls back in the day so market research was pretty archaic when the internet started there was companies like survey monkey that finally allowed people to conduct market research online but still even to this day a lot of big companies are hiring agencies to basically write the research for them go out and field the research analyze it for them come back give them a report etc and susie allows companies to just to program it on their computer and do it all hitting a button. So it, it really automates the entire process, makes it much more efficient, much more pinpoint targeted.
0: And would you say that has been the biggest challenge in the in your industry? Is that why you created Susie? Is it just been like archaic and like long-winded? Yeah.
1: You know, sometimes what, you, what you'll find when you look at this whole digital revolution is that some industries, like whether it be digital advertising or commerce, have really kind of jumped on, you know, the digital transformation and they're completely new businesses right now, transportation with Uber, et cetera. But then other industries, whether it be real estate or finance or healthcare, they're just slow to adopt because they're highly regulated or highly bureaucratic, et cetera. I would put market research in that category where market research is really a tried and true methodology and discipline that has not really evolved with the pace of culture and digital. And it's just begging to be disrupted And there's just not a lot of innovation in the space, despite the size of the category. So that's why I jumped into it. It's not a sexy category, but it's one where I feel like there's such huge opportunity. We're finding even in the wake of an economic downturn is the one thing companies don't cut is research and innovation. Because it has a long pipeline, and they know they need to be prepared for the next uptick in the economy. So while I don't want to say research is completely recession-proof, it's certainly more recession-proof than something like digital advertising, for example.
0: Right. Absolutely. I think we're seeing that across the board now with a lot of marketing agencies. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say struggling, but yeah, definitely the economy is taking a toll on some of these organizations. Um, Absolutely. For someone who is on the kind of the downstream of of the market research piece, being a digital marketing agency, we that is definitely a piece that is very critical for you know yeah. a, a digital marketing agency, right? Because we need we want to know like what's the data saying before we start running campaigns yeah. for these products, right? Um, yeah, so we talk
1: we, about consumer centricity. It's like you know the big problem that market research should solve is that you can listen to consumers, find out what they want, and give it to them. And what a lot of companies do is we call it the hippo, the highest paid person's opinion, where you know some big executive makes decisions based on their own judgment, you know right. their own myopic worldview, and it miss. And you see companies run terrible TV spots, that put out terrible products, it's because they never spoke to the consumer. And we really again focus on large enterprises, companies that do over two billion in revenue. And we've kind of built enterprise level security and servicing and and kind of sophistication and data and data visualizations to really appeal to the needs of large
0: enterprises.
1: Where companies like SurveyMonkey, who were really the early pioneer in online research, really focuses more on small businesses.
0: Right. That's actually I was going to ask about that. How how would you you know you said most of the clients that you have are enterprise. So how do small businesses do this kind of research? I mean, it sounds like it's probably more of a it's not a probably very cost effective for small or medium sized businesses, maybe to use Susie. I don't know. It sounds like it's more. for
1: Well, enterprise. yeah. So, well, so what's interesting is small businesses, like they adopted platforms like SurveyMonkey because it was very quick and easy to use and they right. couldn't afford agencies. So before SurveyMonkey, they weren't doing any research at all. So <laughs> okay. the reason that online research really was an opportunity in an enterprise is that really took off in smb land but the enterprises really weren't ready to make that change when you market research first went digital so we have built a product from the ground up to service the needs of large enterprises and it's priced accordingly so yeah medium-sized businesses we do have some mid-sized clients but it does, it's not really built for them it's not really priced for them you know we're right. priced for companies that have a multitude of brands that are global in scope that can afford a large software license our average contract values over a quarter million dollars for our clients, some some contracts are over $2.5 million. So that's kind of the market we're going after.
0: Is SurveyMonkey still the leader for small businesses?
1: They're a great company. They've had some challenges as of late. There's another upstart that came along slightly after them called Qualtrics, which is a really formidable competitor that went public, just got taken private, but they service really across the board. Small, They're powerful in small business, and they have a pretty good enterprise product, and they're one of our largest competitors in, in our space.
0: Oh. They do is do something very similar for market research as well.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah. we're certainly not yeah. the only game in town. It's a big market, but there's plenty of room for a lot of winners in this space. Oh, really, I'm sure. We're growing yeah. faster than anyone, thankfully, which is great. <laughs>
0: no, that's great. I wasn't trying to bring up competitors. I was just more curious about. Good. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who are the Who are the companies out? There totally fine. You know, yeah. Competitors are
1: a part of of any <laughs> of any go to market strategy. You have to be aware of them and how you differentiate, and you know you can't really ignore them.
0: And for the brands or the organizations that you work with now, Uh the enterprise, are they mostly consumer focused or is it both B2B and B2B?
1: It's mostly consumer-focused because when companies are doing B2B research, they have, a, they, need, they have a very specific need relative to their panel. So they might need IT decision makers or physician assistants or things of that nature. Right. And our panel is built around statistical significance within the consumer market, not really the right. B2B market. So we don't really do much in the B2B space, although it's certainly an area that we may go into in the future. They're all large enterprises, either in technology Food and beverage, consumer packaged goods, or financial services; those are the main places that we play in right
0: now. Right, right, right. So, a lot of times, AI has come up in in our on our podcast oh, yeah. in the last, uh, especially in the last <laughs> six months. Uh, yep. We talked a little bit about it before the six before six months ago, but now it's pretty much every single. Well, month. I think before
1: <laughs> six months, Gene, no one really knew what it was you couldn't really put your finger on it. And now there's applications like ChatGBT where you can actually really understand what AI is and what it does. So now I think the conversations are much more meaningful. around
0: it. True. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about how AI has either disrupted or might disrupt your industry or your company.
1: Well, I think it's huge because ultimately, one of the best uses of AI is to be able to crunch complex data sets and pull right. out findings. And essentially, that's what market research is. So you know, we will field a survey or we will do one thing that Susie also does is qualitative research where we do focus groups, one to many or one to one focus groups in a zoom like interface. And the power of AI is it can collect the transcript from a from a one to one or one to many interview or can collect all the raw data from a survey. And then it can instantly give you not just 37% of people like the blue dress, right, but they also have this income they tend to live in the west coast they tend to be married work in this industry etc and it could do it instantly so it really is condensing even further the time or when you ask a question to when you're getting real insights back and in a lot of ways it's replacing you know humans from doing it and we are trying to really use those same humans who used to be doing that analysis to instead be leveraging AI so we can deliver even more on behalf of our clients. We just had a huge event we called AI First in in Manhattan in July, where we announced a whole suite of new AI-driven products and to essentially put a brain inside Susie. The fact that we have our own proprietary data, which is our consumer panel, really allows us to use AI in ways that other companies can't because the way you differ, everyone has access to ChatGPT and all these AI tools, right? So how are you going to differentiate? You differentiate by having a proprietary data set. And we have just that with our own panel. So we think that we are really set up nicely to take advantage of this and be one of the winners. And there's going to be lots of losers as well who who don't move fast enough.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting that you mentioned about the winners and the losers, you know, because, yeah, it's like it seems that unless you are starting to abide by the rule, now, you know, there's so many companies that could potentially be losing out or lose out in the. Yeah. Future. Well,
1: they're just not moving fast enough or they're not understanding it or they'll talk about it, but they're not doing anything about it. And I think a lot of large companies that we compete with, not just software companies, but traditional market research agencies, you know, they've already gone public or they're majority private equity owned. And the people that work there just want to keep their jobs and get their bonus and take their family to the Caribbean every winter, right? And they're just not trying to spend all-nighters trying to reinvent their business, right? And that's why companies like ours, who are much smaller, can come up and nip them at the heels and one day, swallow them up. Because I am thinking about it, and I am pushing our team, and we are innovating best. And opportunities like that come up like AI or like social media, which I also had run a business through or digital itself, the advent of the internet in 2000, it's usually as a smaller companies that are able to take big advantage of it and make moves. Now they're also, are you going to have the Googles and Facebooks that are going to just dominate in that space because of their capital? But I think when you got an industry specific basis, that's why you see so many small companies leverage this sort of stuff and the large companies don't is they just don't have the motivation and the internal kind of drive to innovate and, and change fast enough.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Like we were just thinking about that as well on our agency side. It's like, how can we get, you know, let's say, talk to an enterprise company and maybe train their marketing team on how to use AI. Need just it. an sure. example, hey, Yeah,
1: it's a huge it's opportunity. A, yeah, it's a
0: small example.
1: And that but one yeah. thing we find, yeah, the large companies are scared of it. Uh, but they were also scared of social media. They were also scared of the internet itself. So you have to hold their hand along the way and, and be partners with them because, you know, just because we may be ready to jump into it because we're entrepreneurs and we don't have the same legal, you know, hurdles or risk profiles, these large companies, they're scared. And you have to basically understand that and kind of guide them through the journey anytime there's a big innovational shift like this.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's. There's so many, I think, changes coming, which actually is my next question for you is what what do you see in the market research industry and what are some of the changes? It doesn't have to be necessarily AI driven. It could be. But what do you think is the near future holding?
1: Well, I mean, I think AI is a, is a big driver of it. I think that it's going to make it faster and more powerful. And I think ultimately, you know, consumer feedback should drive so many more decisions than it's currently driving at companies. There are still so many decisions that are made from guesswork and people just making gut decisions, which there is a place for. But in so many instances, if you just listen to your consumer, you would know how to improve your product or improve your marketing or your offering or your offer or your language or you name it. And you know, the, the more it's easier, the easier it gets for companies to derive that feedback, then the more consumer-centric they're gonna be. And I think it's gonna make the right companies more efficient and and grow faster. And the companies that don't listen the consumers are going to be the ones that aren't going to survive so i think that's i think all this is just accelerating the importance of putting the consumer at the center and that's ultimately why susie exists
0: right it sounds like potentially some contraction right like maybe acquisitions of smaller marketing it's already happening in In
1: in our industry it's already happening there's a ton of consolidation you also have the startup boom this venture capital drying up and You know, like, like every other industry market research software, software companies were overfunded and a lot of them are burning too much capital, aren't growing and are looking for ways out right now. So there's definitely a shakeout going on in our industry, like every other industry. And, you know, thankfully we're in a healthy position, have a great balance sheet, great customers growing, but a lot of companies got overextended and they're paying the price for it. And many of them, those won't survive.
0: Yeah. Well that's always an opportunity to gobble up some new clients yeah
1: yeah or acquire <laughs> yeah. or acquire companies
0: or acquire the company yeah absolutely this is great i really learned a lot about the market the new market research way of doing yeah. things because i mean being in, in digital marketing of course we have worked with a number of market research companies but usually they've been the traditional kind and you know focus groups and, and things like that so it's it's interesting to hear about the platforms that are out there now that are making yeah. things, you know, faster, quicker, easier, and more efficient. So that, that's great to hear. Last question for audiences is how can our audiences get in touch with either you or your organization?
1: Yeah. So to learn more about Suzy, go to that's suzy.com, that's dot com. And to learn more about me, you go to mattbritton.com, mattbritto And You can learn all about me and my, I do a lot of public speaking. I wrote a book and all sorts of other things I've been involved in.
0: Awesome. Thank you. This has been great. I really appreciate you being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.